So the woman's body goes through a 28-day hormone cycle. So each phase, our body needs a little something different. So adjusting our lifestyle, our workouts, food, and just really understanding what our body is going through in each phase is so important and vital because that is allowing our body to feel safe. Hey there, my name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Detox Dilemma Podcast. And this is an exciting day because it's my very first interview. And this interview has been a year in the making. When I decided I wanted to launch this podcast, I sat down and wrote the titles of what would become the first 20 episodes. And at the very top of my interview list was my friend, Julie Kennedy. She's a personal trainer and an integrated health practitioner. And I already knew that we could talk about balancing hormones and honoring our menstrual cycles for legit hours. What I didn't know was whether or not we could fit it into a 45-minute podcast episode, and I'm proud to say we did it. We touched on everything from nutrition to periods to body love and self-care to castor oil packs and even ditching toxins. We laughed a lot during this interview, and we dug into the physical and emotional benefits of honoring your body during specific phases of your menstrual cycle which is something that I've been implementing in the last year, and it's really been a game changer for my health. I hope this episode sparks a new wave of women honoring their cycles and leaning into what body love can look like. Hi, Julie. Thanks for joining the Detox Dilemma podcast. I'm so excited you are here. Hey, guys. I'm excited too. This has been a long time in the making. We've been talking about it for a while. I'm excited it's finally here. So I I wanted you on this episode for a couple reasons. One, I have watched your journey and watched you evolve. And I think it's so good for women to hear from a woman who has been where they are and has successfully worked her way from a place of under eating and over exercising. And I have been there and I know so many women who have been there and completely jacked up their hormones in the process, most of us not even realizing that's what we were doing. And then moving to a place of truly healing, I watched you heal your body through self-love truly is what I saw from the outside. Can you start there and just walk us through a little bit about your journey? Of course. So I have a background of being a personal trainer and... I started personal training about eight years ago, and I was mostly just very obsessed with how my body looked, the outer shell of my human self. And that took me down a rabbit hole of overworking out, 
severely under eating and I had, I didn't really think about the hormone factor. I just thought I needed a six pack. I needed to have 15% body fat at all times. I am a personal trainer. I am a walking billboard. I am my business card. So this is how I get business. And don't get me wrong. It worked great for business, but I eventually dug myself into a really, really deep hole and started getting very sick. I had constant ovarian cysts, hormone imbalances, to the point where my husband (laughs) told me, you're bipolar. This is ridiculous. And I had to go get help. I had to figure it out. And so I started really nourishing my body, fueling my body properly, not being scared of food. I feel like a lot of women are scared of food and scared to eat. And I started learning how to track my macros, understand how to balance my meals was very important and really allowing my body to take a step back from working out. I was doing CrossFit workouts twice a day and the days I wasn't able to work out, I would literally have anxiety. I would have panic attacks and my husband would have to like bring me back down to reality. And I just thought I was going to like get fat or it was just my release, but I didn't realize I was living on cortisol and adrenaline. So I had to take a step back completely and start nourishing my body with whole foods, slow down on my workouts. And then that is when I learned how to honor my body in each phase of my cycle. And that's how I got here. I love that. And I'm so glad you just said that at the end, because we are going to dig into this. This is, I think, my favorite thing about how you talk about nourishing your body and healing. It's so incredible. So I remember the first time I ever heard you talk about what I now call cycle sinking, but you just said that you should live in a way in which you are honoring your menstrual cycle. And I thought, well, that is the weirdest freaking thing I have ever heard. Like, <laughs> what, is, what does that even mean? Like, does that mean I get to sit on my couch and eat chocolate when I'm on my period? Like, is that honoring my cycle? Because I'm all about that. Right. And I think a lot of women, when they hear that, aren't quite sure what to think of that. What do you mean when you say honoring your menstrual cycle? What does that mean? So we have four different phases within our menstrual cycle every single month. So the woman's body goes through a 28-day hormone cycle. So each phase, our body needs a little something different. So adjusting our lifestyle, our workouts, food, and just really understanding what our body is going through in each phase is so important and vital because that is allowing our body to feel safe. At the end of the day, our body just wants to feel safe. And if you're dealing with hormone imbalances like PMS or bloating or any of those symptoms, painful periods or regular periods, it comes down to your body doesn't feel safe. I had to learn that at like 30 years old, which is wild to me. And honoring your body in each phase, it allows your body to feel safe. That's so great. (laughs) So before we dig into each cycle, can we just say for the record, and I think a lot of women need to hear this, really painful periods, severe PMS, bloating, terrible hormonal headaches. While we as a culture have embraced those things as normal, right? We even normalize them as, oh, that's just women's PMS. It's actually not normal. It's common, but it's not normal. Those are signs that you have underlying hormone imbalance. Exactly. And 
when we have hormone imbalances, that's like the last thing on the totem pole. So there is something deeper going on. And a lot of times it's our body is overstressed, which comes from life, workouts, whatever it may be. And we're not nourishing it. We're not eating enough, nearly enough. So let's roll right into, tell us what the phases are. I always thought ovulation was the first phase. Is it? What's the first phase? No, the first phase is menstruation. So first phase we'll go into is menstruation. So you want to think of that as the winter season. That is day one of your cycle and that lasts about five to seven days. Within menstruation, you want to think like slowing down. It's time to fill your cup and really snuggling in, you know, like honoring that inner introvert. And foods you want to be eating would be warm grounding foods. So root vegetables, so it'd be carrots, beets, potatoes, some grass-fed beef, and warming spices, so ginger and cinnamon, and eat drinking really like warming, warm beverages. So I always like to drink teas and just to keep my body warm and cozy. So workouts during menstruation, honestly, listen to your body. If you feel like moving, move. If you don't, honor that and take a nap. Uh, but if you want to work out, I would say walking, stretching, and yoga get the most. And then for self-care, y'all just go just go sit on the couch and find a good book or a show and rest. It is okay to rest, especially when we are menstruating and especially on like the first or second day, honor that. Your body's tired and it's your body's speaking to you. I think women should take any chance to sit on the couch and rest because I think that too many women don't realize that rest is productive. It truly is. I'm totally going to be honest. I just started my period yesterday and I called my husband and I was like, I am going home and I'm going to lay in bed. And he's like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) I was like, he knows like what I do. Like he knows my cycle. I love that. Did you start your period? I was like, sure did. And I'm going to go cuddle with my cat and lay down. And he's like, okay. So if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. That is going to be the biggest form of self-care on menstruation. And then for work. So if you are able to like arrange your work schedule to your cycle, I highly suggest it. If you can't, I understand. But for work, I would recommend keeping your schedule light. uh, No stressful meetings or deadline projects. And then no mile long to-do lists, short and sweet. That's rough for a lot of women. (laughs) We got long to-do lists. It really is. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm still human. So life happens. But if you are doing a few of these things, right, at least you're just honoring your body, that'll help it. Absolutely. All right. What's the next phase of our cycle? So phase two is the follicular phase. And so with this phase, you want to think, springtime. So spring is the season of this phase and you want to think new beginnings. So you're kind of like coming out of your shell. You know, you're kind of coming out of hibernation. So this phase is day eight to day 14 and it lasts around six to 11 days. And the mood or kind of how you should be feeling in this phase, you're going to feel a little bit more confident and kind of like your creative juices are starting to flow. You're going to start firing like on all cylinders again. For food, you want to make sure that you are supporting detoxification. So that is where the liver and gut come in. 
And so foods to help with that and to support detoxification would be foods high in vitamin C. So your fruits, your veggies, citrus fruits, berries, and then foods that are high in fiber. So you want your leafy greens, your sprouted grains. I like Ezekiel bread. It's like in the freezer section. That is really good sprouted grains and they're organic. And then adding in some fermented foods to really help with the probiotics, the natural bacteria in our gut. So that would be kimchi, yogurt, and sauerkraut. So for your workouts, at this time of your cycle, you have high energy. And so I would highly encourage, this is when you do, you know, your heavy lifting, you can do high intensity, and your muscle is built faster and repairs quicker in the follicular phase. Interesting. I did not know that. Because our estrogen is a little bit higher. And then so for self-care... This is time for like spring cleaning, decluttering, and really getting creative. For work, your your brain is finally like firing on all cylinders, so it's time to brainstorm. Uh, you can make important business decisions, take care of new projects, and if you do create like content or anything like that, this is perfect prime time to like batch your content because in menstruation you're gonna just be mush. So take advantage of the follicular phase. So I've actually been doing this. As you know, I've been working on this launch for a little while, and I've heard you talk about this before. And I literally batch my podcasting, my recording, writing blogs. I will batch them on the week after my period. And I got to tell you, it's totally true. I have 5 million ideas going on in my head, and I have energy to burn. And it's actually been great. It it makes a huge difference. On the months that I don't batch, even just creating content, that's when I go silent on Instagram for a while. I'm a pile of mush on my menstruation. I want to like be massive introvert. That's when I do like social media detoxes. (laughs) I love it. You're setting a good example. Are you reading labels, but you don't even really know what you're looking at, let alone know which ones are toxic? And wondering if you really need to spend eight bucks on an all-natural cleaner made of nothing but vinegar? And how much of this marketing is just a bunch of greenwashing anyway? If you're confused, you are in good company. That was me when I first started detoxing my home. But now I've helped hundreds of families do it simply and without the overwhelm using my Tossing the Toxins roadmap. The best part, it is completely free. I wanted to create the perfect toxin-free cheat sheet and then give it away to anyone who wanted it. The roadmap walks you through what areas to focus on first that will give you the best bang for your health buck. You can download what I call the Toxic 20, which is my top 20 ingredients to avoid right to your phone. It's jam-packed full of easy-to-follow steps on embracing a low-tox life. My only goal was to make it simple, like crazy simple. If you're ready to start detoxing your life, go download your free roadmap at www.tossingthetoxins.com. Okay, what's next? Where are we going next? That would be phase three would be ovulation. So ovulation, you want to think summertime. So it's day 14 to day 16, and it lasts about 12 to 24 days or 24 hours. All the women out there are like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. 12 to 24 days of ovulation. No. (laughs) No, so it only lasts 12 to 24 hours. So it's the shortest phase out of them all, but it is the one phase that packs a big punch. And this is 
the star of the show. This is the whole reason we have a menstrual cycle. It is ovulation. And it is so important for us to have a productive ovulation and to support ovulation. So that is why supporting your body all the way up until ovulation is key because this is the star of the show. And it's it's crazy that it is because it only lasts like 24 hours. All that build up and the star of the show is 12 to 24 hours. Yep. It's pretty wild. Uh, so the mood here in ovulation, you want to think it's high energy and you're going to feel the most attractive because this is the time to reproduce. So with our food, we want to, again, support detoxification, but really focusing on the liver and eating foods high in fiber. Also foods high in glutathione, which support liver detoxification. So foods high in glutathione would be um, adding in avocados, asparagus, and walnuts. And then, you know, the high fiber foods, obviously fruits and veggies. And then you want to think like light and hydrating foods as well. So eating more salads, getting those dark leafy greens, and even um, adding in some wild caught fish is perfect in this phase for your workouts. High impact, heavy lifting, and long distance running is perfect. Your energy is going to be its highest you could literally do the hardest workout. This is like when you go and add those CrossFit workouts in (laughs) and you'll notice that you are, you're able to lift a lot heavier because you have that strength. So fascinating. I don't think most women even consider, you know, other than right before our period, we're like, oh, we're tired. We don't want to do anything. We want to sleep. But to really think about how we can change our daily habits from nutrition to our activity based on our cycle. It's fascinating. It really was a game changer for me when it came to the workouts. Because if you notice when you're working out, not every day is the same, right? So there would be sometimes I go to the gym and I kill it. And I was like, that was the best workout ever. I felt so strong. And then there's days I go to the gym and I'm like, I feel like a sloth and I can't move and I'm weak. And I didn't understand. I didn't put two and two together. And it is all correlated to our hormones because our hormones are changing every single day. When you're able to take advantage of what phase you are in your cycle with your workouts, with your work production, with your self-care, all of that, it really does make a huge difference. So now we're going to talk about self-care and ovulation. So this is the time you want to get out. Get out of the house. Go be social. Go on an adventure. Go have sex. Go live your best life. This is, I mean, if you're like, obviously like safe sex, you know, if you're, you're not trying to get pregnant or whatever, but this is the time that you're going to be most attractive. This is the time you want to go and like socialize. And then for work, you can again, schedule those important meetings and those marketing events, batch your content, do your lives, do your reels and get yourself out there. Ovulation is like your time to shine. Take advantage of it. How fun. I love the idea of like, I'm ovulating. Let's like go have a girl's night and, you know, let's go out for some drinks or go do something fun because it's not just obviously evolutionary. Our ovulation time, you know, we're supposed to go find a mate and we're supposed Mm -hmm. to like reproduce. But I think in modern times where we have control over when we choose to reproduce, I do think that it's what you said, go be social, go have fun, go out with your friends, go connect with people, go have a good time and let loose a little bit. And it's so true. And it's funny because there'll be times where my husband will ask me if I want to go do something or my girlfriend will ask me to go. We're actually going to like a church event in like two weeks. And I'm like, sure, I'll go. I'll be ovulating. So I'll want to be social. It's so funny to think that way. But that's just who I am. I'm like, now I, it's just second nature. I'm like, oh, that's ovulation week. Hell yeah, let's go. 
You're going to start a new trend. Women are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to like look at their cycle calendar when they get invitations and be like, oh, I'm sorry. That's my follicular phase. I'm not available then. (laughs) Right? No, seriously. The thing is like follicular phase is when you start to like kind of come out of your cocoon. So like late follicular in ovulation is when you're going to feel like on top of the world. Before I knew the phases, I would always say I have one good week of the month. And the week of follicular into ovulation, that is that one good week. And I know all the ladies are probably listening to you and like, oh my God, that's that one week. Yes. And we all know. We're all listening to you. We're all, our heads are nodding. We're like, oh yeah, uh-huh, totally. Right where you like feel the skinniest. You're like, oh, I feel good. I'm not bloated. It's just a great week. And it's because our estrogen is the highest. That really, that's why. Now we know. Yep. All right. So what is the last phase? So phase four is the luteal phase. So this phase, you want to think autumn season. So fall, you're kind of starting to slow down and you want to pay attention to detail in this phase. So this is day 17 to roughly 28, 30, depending on how long your cycle is. And it lasts 11 to 14 days. So this is like the two weeks before your period, that not so fun week for a lot of us because we do have, we experience those PMS symptoms, the bloating, the headaches and all of that stuff. So balancing your blood sugar, keeping your stress levels low is going to be key in this phase. Food, it is going to be very, very important to make sure you're eating balanced meals. No naked carbs is what I like to say. Always add a fat or a protein to whatever carbohydrate you choose to eat. Balance your blood sugar. I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. Like this is the, the biggest game changer in this space is to keep your blood sugar balanced. For foods, we want to add in foods that are high in magnesium because magnesium is going to buffer the stress. Because again, we want to keep stress low on top of balancing the blood sugar. So adding in foods high in magnesium would be uh, like grass-fed cheese, apricots, dark leafy greens, dark chocolate, cacao, uh, make sure that's organic. And then also adding in foods that are high in B vitamins, because again, that helps buffer stress. And then adding in their complex carbs. So that would be sweet potatoes, avocados, bananas, chicken, grass-fed beef. And I love bee pollen. Bee pollen is great. Yeah, you guys sprinkle it on top of yogurt or I'll just like take like a spoonful of it and throw it in my mouth (laughs) and just let it dissolve. Hardcore. You're hardcore. (laughs) Right. I just like go for it. But those are that's really good bioavailable B vitamins. The B vitamins and the magnesium will help buffer stress and then also balanced meals for food. And then your workouts, you're going to start to feel your energy tapering down. So we're coming out of that ovulation. You're going to have that high energy. So probably like six days into luteal phase, you'll feel your energy start to taper down and you want to listen to that. Diving deeper into, you know, long, slow, steady walks, hiking, non-strenuous hiking. And then just for strength training, stick to your moderate weight strength training, nothing crazy. For your self-care, I would say adding in a lot of Epsom salt baths, again, buffer that stress, get that magnesium in through the Epsom salts. Focus on grounding, keeping yourself really grounded because emotions can be high during this time because, you know, if our hormones are a little all over the place, mine were. Meditation, prayer is really good in this phase. And then also castor oil packs are money. Yeah, well, 
talk about those later. Um, and then for work, this is a perfect time to close out big projects and finish up your to-do list before your period starts. Again, I'm going to say it again, keep stress at a minimum and just close things out, start winding down. So yeah, that's, and that's the luteal phase. But the biggest thing is keeping your blood sugar balanced. It's such good advice. So what's so interesting about the advice you just gave on that phase is that that advice is so similar to what I tell women who are trying to heal their thyroid and figure out what their root cause is. We talk a lot about insulin resistance, B vitamins, magnesium, keeping your stress down, grounding, going outside and putting your feet on the ground. And so it's so interesting to hear you talk about that phase of our cycle as this time where we really need all of that true self love. It's body love, right? We're we're taking care of our body. And those things are important in that phase, especially, but they're important all the time. Yes. hundred percent. I mean, regardless, that is what we should be doing all the time, right? Yeah. That should be a form of self-love. That should be what loving on our body 100% of the time is the goal. Yeah. In in a perfect world when we had nothing else going on. We would. Right. Oh my gosh. I love the way you explain it. And I think the seasons gives you such a visual, right? So mm-hmm. I just, I'm obsessed with this. So I know that women are going to benefit from that conversation so much. Are you ready to answer questions from my audience? We have a segment that's called Answer My Audience that all of my guests agree to. So are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. This question actually came in from a lot of people. I think this is something that's so common. If somebody is suffering from a hormone imbalance and has issues like PMS, terrible cramps, or hormonal headaches, what are some easy takeaways? So give me like top three. Like if a woman came to you to work with you and said, I have all of these symptoms of hormone imbalance, what are the top three things that she can start doing today? So number one, I would say lower your toxin load. That is crucial. And my audience is in the right place for that. (laughs) (laughs) And you can go and listen to all of the episodes and learn about non-toxic living. But that is number one. I would say that's number one. Number two, I would say no naked carbs. So again, balance your blood sugar. When you say no naked carbs, can you give, I I get this question a lot on Instagram. What, What should women eat for breakfast? You know, when you say no naked carbs, a piece of toast, some organic peanut butter. I joke that sometimes it's me grabbing a banana and the jar of organic peanut butter while I'm going to the car to take my kids to the bus stop. But at least I am not eating a naked carb. That's exactly what I was going to say. Don't eat a plain banana. Add some peanut butter to your banana. Or if you want a piece of toast, add some avocado and an egg. Always adding a protein and a fat to a carbohydrate. So I know fruit has fiber, but that still doesn't keep the blood sugar stable. You know, eating, say, a piece of toast with like a hard boiled egg, definitely adding your protein with your a protein or fat with a carbohydrate. Great advice. What else? Those two. So adding in castor oil packs is that was my saving grace when I had really bad period cramps. I had um, ovarian cyst ruptures. I felt like they were every single month. I'll explain what a castor oil pack is because I didn't know at first. It's a pack that you can buy. You can go on Amazon or you can you can find them anywhere now, I feel like. 
It looks like a heating pad, but it's just a piece of cloth. So one side is an organic cotton and then the other side is plastic. But it has like strings on the end of it. And then you can just put it over your abdomen. You can put it over your liver to help detoxification. So you want to put the castor oil. So the oil comes in a, in a jar. And then you just put about a tablespoon of castor oil on the pack. And then you place the pack against your abdomen or your liver and just tie it around. You can sleep with it on. You can just lay there with it on for an hour, read a good book. And it is really good to help lower inflammation, support detoxification. There's a ton of amazing benefits with castor oil packs and you can literally put them anywhere. So I'm I'm a castor pack newbie. Are you? I am. I learned it from you. Oh my gosh, girl. And I love it. And you know what? You know what I love about it the most? And you and I have actually talked about this before. It's kind of like how I feel about getting into my infrared sauna blanket. When I use my castor oil pack, I get to go lay in my bed and nobody bothers me. My children don't come in looking for me. My husband knows I am doing some girl thing. And (laughs) I get to just, you can't do anything. You can't be productive. You can't like prop your computer up and like write a blog. Like you're just lying there and you have to rest. It's like mandatory rest session. It really is. And it's like, it's like the perfect time to go within. Like I, when I first started doing casserole packs, it was my time to meditate. That was when I would meditate because I'm like, well, I got to lay here. I got to sit here for a while. So I just go and I meditate and I, it's like a little, little self-care. So, and that is what I said for self-care in the luteal phase is do your castor oil packs. They're a game changer. They definitely are. Awesome. Everyone go run out and get some castor oil packs. Okay. So question number two, what about nutrition? How much of a role does nutrition play? And what are some basic dietary changes that women can make that would help balance their hormones? Diet plays a huge role in your hormones. My biggest thing I would say would be take out inflammatory foods. So that would look like gluten, dairy, corn, seed oils, processed sugars, alcohol. Taking out those inflammatory foods will help lower inflammation because a lot of times we have hormone imbalances or period symptoms because we have inflammation in our body. And then cleaning up the quality of the food you're eating, get that grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic chicken, pasture-raised eggs, especially when you're eating um, animal products, make sure it's good, high quality. And then for your produce, always, please, always shop organic to stay away from the glyphosate uh, that they spray on the produce. Um, And if you can, find a local farmer's market or a local farm and buy from them. And that would be my my advice for nutrition. That's great advice. And I know a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the herbicides and pesticides that are sprayed are endocrine disruptors. Yeah, People have in their head, well, a pesticide is a pesticide because it's bad on its own just because it's a pesticide. And people know it really impairs gut health. But I don't think that a lot of people realize that a lot of what's being sprayed is also hormone disruptors. So that's really important. It is so important. And your gut and hormones go hand in hand. 100%. Glyphosate was made to break down the gut lining of an insect. That's how it kills the insect. So it's just instead of killing us, it's just breaking down our gut lining and making us sick. So it's doing the exact same thing. It's just we're larger than a bug. 
Absolutely. I'm curious what your take is. Our family are huge raw milk drinkers. We love, love raw milk (laughs) in this house. Do you feel like, you know, you said dairy was inflammatory. How do you feel about raw milk? I love raw milk. I would say if you are going to choose to eat dairy, I would highly suggest making sure it's raw and grass-fed, and that is not going to create inflammation in the body. But the the crap cheese. Highly processed. I don't think people realize the dairy is uh, the conventional dairy sold in stores, whether it's cheeses or cheese products or milk itself. It's highly, highly processed. Yes, and when it goes through the process of being processed, it kills all of the good bacteria, and that's what we need to nourish our gut. So the raw milk, the raw cheese, we are very big on raw cheese and raw milk in our house as well and yogurt. We love it. And I actually have a background of being lactose intolerant, severely lactose intolerant. And since I have honored my body and lowered my stress level and healed my gut, now I eat very good high quality dairy. I can eat all the cheese and drink all the milk and eat all the yogurt I want. My body loves it. So I love that. Okay. So we're going to get to the good stuff. How can my audience find you and how can they work with you? Because you are fantastic and I know you have something awesome in the works. So tell them all about it. So you can find me on Instagram. My name on Instagram is Julie with three E's, Kennedy. So I'm in the works of creating an online program and it's called Menstruation Makeover and We go into the depths of the detail of the menstrual cycle, but also I talk about gut health and liver and why that's important with hormones and stress levels and all of the good stuff. I do have a wait list. You can sign up on the wait list. And when you sign up on the wait list, I do actually have a free macro 101 ebook that you get when you join the wait list. So you can kind of understand how to balance your meals balance your blood sugar. That is awesome. And I will have a link to your waitlist in the show notes for everyone. I'm so excited. And I've actually seen a sneak peek. So I can tell my audience, honestly, like it's incredible. And by the way, what an awesome name, Menstruation Makeover. I'm obsessed. It took me a while to figure that one out. I'm not going (laughs) to lie, but it fits. Did you name your course during your ovulation phase? That's what I want to (laughs) know. For sure. I worked solely on this whole program during ovulation phases. (laughs) I love it. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being my very first interview on the Detox Dilemma podcast. I am so honored that it was you. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. I'm excited. We'll see you next time. Bye, girl. I hope you loved listening to that interview as much as I loved recording it. If you have any questions that you'd like answered on an Ask My Audience segment, or you've got a question or topic request for me, head to the link in the show notes and record me a voice message. I listen to all of them, and I love to hear your voice, and I love to hear what you want me to talk about next. And if you love the show, if you could do me a favor and leave a review, it would mean the world to me. The podcast algorithm gods really love five-star reviews. And more reviews means reaching more women and reaching more women means changing lives. I'd be so grateful. See you next week.